Man, I've been... I'm the radar guy now. You are, yeah. I've been watching the weather radar of you guys. Ever since the tornado hit. Uh, man, it's crazy. Weird, uh, weird weather. On and off. Precipitation. Just try to be prepared, that's all. As much as possible. But these things, they change in a moment's notice, don't they? Sure. Yeah. And you think it's one thing and then something else. And all of a sudden you look at the radar and it's red. And then uh, I think that's part of one of the things about getting older, you know. You, you pay more attention to weather radar. Yeah. When you're a kid, you just look at the sky like, oh, it's raining. Guess I'll go in. Mm -hmm. Or not. Guess I'll slide in some mud. But you've been showing me the uh, movement of the clouds. That's right. And predicting the moment. <laughs> I know. Like the very But the crazy part about watching that is it's like, it's like sort of like all the things you get addicted to watching. It could be the stocks. It could be the crypto. Or it could be the weather, ra weather radar. Now, the weather radar one uh, is really affordable. You know what uh -huh. I mean? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to buy that. And everybody gets to experience it. And it's, I mean, if you have a smartphone, you just pop it open. And the cool thing about it is it appears to be predictable. And then all of a sudden it gets updated and the pattern changes. And, oh, that's that thing that was about to miss is about to hit square on. So it's a fun little game you can play. And uh, then, yeah, you get the update and then we get the update and right. then you're happy. That's right. That's right. But we're going to find out probably the longer this thing goes on just how... Uh, unpredictable it actually is sure yeah. all these games yeah. what do you got here smaller notch on the iphone 13 to be followed by an even <laughs> to be followed by an even smaller notch on the iphone 14 yes and an even smaller notch on the iphone 15 and an even smaller notch on the iphone 16 mm -hmm. well yeah i mean i'm not surprised they got to be shrinking this stuff nobody likes it stop it there's people out there they say i love my notch i'm all about my notch it's like listen somebody shows you a small smaller notch you're like and it does the exact same thing you'll take it it's more sure. more screen for your money why not but there remember we how we talked about ugly notches in the past i think we did a whole segment on the worst notches mm -hmm. sometimes there's a certain design balance to to notch size sure where if it gets too chunky or tall or maybe even shrinks to a proportion that is for whatever reason not attractive, don't ask me why, then it can be offensive to some. So there is some method to it. But outside of Apple, almost nobody does it anymore. Almost everyone has the hole punch thing. I look at so many smartphones. Uh -huh. Notches are pretty much dead at this point, except for Apple. So that's my hand over there. You see, you type notch and you got my, that's my hand there. And it's my hand down in the left, bottom left. Oh. Can't even do a Google <laughs> image search. Can't even escape myself. Can't even escape that. No. You're all over, buddy. Brutal, man. All over the internet. I just, I've been doing this for a billion years now. Yeah. I'm 75 years old. Nobody knows that. They're like, uh -huh. I'm just. I do all kinds of uh, special programs and vitamins and minerals and things. CRISPR. 78 years yeah. old right here. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, okay, they, they shrink the notch. They fit everything they need to fit. I mean, they still have this commitment to to face unlock, 
and their variety of sensors and the way that they do face unlock. So the notch is here to stay for a period of time. You just can't get a lot of that stuff under the display. So, and Apple has been so slow and reluctant on the in-display fingerprint. So it's hanging in there. The notch hangs in and you have it all the way to the iPhone 14 at least, but a bit smaller. Mm -hmm. Today's sponsor is Honey. This is the legendary online browser edition mm -hmm. that changes the way that you shop on the internet and it gets savings it finds savings for you without you really doing anything or changing anything about your online behavior you just uh, open up chrome you install you add honey to chrome and then, and then that's it. It's, it's autopilot. You go shop in the normal places that you would shop. In fact, Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, uh, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. What Honey does is it scours the internet for the best deals and promo codes. And then it checks the based on the site that you're on, which one would be the best to apply. And you've had your own personal experience where... It's like you're already buying something on a discount because it's a promo, mm -hmm. but then you did the promo on top of the promo. Yeah, there's like a hidden Cyber Monday deal that I guess this particular website didn't take out, and I saved a couple hundred bucks. So I that's mean, not good on honey. That's not nothing. <laughs> yeah, couple hundred. Uh, so, anyways, the be the beauty is it's not just about the savings. The beauty is that you really don't have to think about it. Because you were shopping there anyways. Mm -hmm. You went there for initial promo anyways. And then this thing, it just when you were in the checkout there, it, it ran and then boom, apply the extra one. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be missing out on free savings. It's literally free. It installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show right here. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash lulater. That's joinhoney.com slash lulater. Or click the link down in the description to get started. Remember, it's free. And by downloading it, you're supporting this show right here and saving money. That sounds like a simple one. Mm. I saw this one. I saw this story. Uh, a Lago Siri remote case with room for an air tag tracker. Actually, uh, this is something that immediately hit my mind when AirTag came out and the new Apple TV at the same time or mm. around the same time. And I was thinking, geez, Apple, like throw a little, cause you already got the battery right in the mm -hmm. remote and just, just the radio components. If you could have thrown those into the remote. Yeah. So beautiful. You never lose, you never lose the remote again. It's the one thing you lose all the time. I've talked about it extensively. The old remote was even easier to lose than the new remote because the new remote's got a little more heft to it. And it looks like an improvement all around. I've mm -hmm. used it. Uh, I haven't used it all that much, so oh. can't really speak on it. But anyway, this case does what Apple should have, could have done. I don't know. I guess maybe not because they want to sell you both the AirTag yeah. and the remote. But this case puts the AirTag inside of a case for your Apple remote, makes it a little chunkier, obviously, but possibly even more comfortable to hold. It's not a complicated product. It's... A, a slab of silicone. I mean, that's really what it boils down to with a cutout that'll fit your, your remote in it. It's 15 bucks. The air tag is not included. You'll need to buy that separately, obviously, 
But then afterwards, you will never lose your remote again. Mm-hmm. At least not completely. But it does lose some of its uh, stylishness. You see the guy holding it there. It's got a big slab well, on it. And that is quite big. Like the whole uh, product. But you know what we come to learn, Will? We come to learn something. Yeah, what's that? Uh, us as humans, we... You look at the remote, don't you? The TV remote, let's say. Yeah. It doesn't... It, for a long time, it didn't need to be as big as it was. For a long time. It's certainly not necessary. If you crack one of those open, there's a ton of plastic and everything spaced out and nobody was trying to make it pocketable because they were like, wait a sec, you don't want this thing to go missing. Like, what is it really used for? What's the importance of it? And and even Apple, if you've got a design company like Apple that determines, oh... Our last remote was a bit too slim. Think about that. When do they make something fatter and taller uh-huh. and bigger all around? Yeah. So it, it turns out that in this case, the potential for user error or user uh, mis- misplacing is so high that the proper design is maybe not the one that looks the most appealing, but maybe it's something that's just ugly maybe remotes the most functional remotes are ugly and in this case the most comfortable grip and the least likely thing to lose has to be a bit chunkier utilitarian it's like one of those rare cases where you want something to be chunkier and the portability of it is really not all that important because it really lives in one place Mm -hmm. trying to think of other examples of things that you want to be chunkier than they already are um, a Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. Food, I guess. <laughs> Portion size. Yeah. No, nah, but I'm sure there's other items that you uh, have no intention towards portability. Bigger speakers? Yeah, speakers would be one. Maybe yeah. even a nice, set of, a nice set of headphones that you only intend on using at home. Yeah. Oh, uh, you get a nice big ear cup on there you wear for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Amazon just leaked everything about the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4. Well, we previously had the leak on the Galaxy Watch 4 uh, in Samsung's own content, which we talked about. It leaked alongside the uh, new Fold, Z Fold 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very subtle. Obviously, specs is probably more interesting than the little side image we got. There's the blacked out model I was looking for. Yes. Standard Galaxy Watch Four will land in 40 millimeter and 44 millimeter sizes and ape the design language of the older Galaxy Watch Active 2 with an aluminum case. Compact, lightweight, sporty design, larger 44 millimeter device will have a 1.39 inch AMOLED display and a 361 milliamp hour battery. Okay, that's not bad stuff right there. I'll wear the, I will wear the black one, no problem. I'll wear the black one, Will. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you know I'd wear that. Yeah, it looks rugged. I could right put that on. Alley. I could put that thing on. Okay, what do we got? It will have body composition analysis, sleep tracking, VO2 max, blood oxygen, heart rate. Okay, it's got everything you want. I'll give it a shot. Oh, we have pricing leaked out mm-hmm. as well. In Canada. And release date. Uh, so release date, 27th of August. And yeah, weird. So the leak was Amazon Canada? Yes. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Galaxy Watch 4 40 millimeter, 246 USD. Galaxy Watch 4, 44 millimeter, 276 USD. And then the classic model, 
42 is $341 all the way up to $370 for the biggest of the bunch, a 46 millimeter model. I suppose classic just refers to the casing around the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the difference between aluminum and steel? Is uh, Scroll to the very top. Let's just make sure I'm not completely wrong on that. Um, standard and classic. One is premium. Active has the aluminum case and it's a lightweight. But do they tell us what the classic is made of? Anyway, whatever. It's it's going to have a more uh, a more kind of uh, robust feeling to it. Yeah, I'm sure they do, just like Apple does. Galaxy S20 displays seem to be failing with age, leaving phones with unusable green screens. You are Mr. S20. Uh huh. You can weigh in on this. this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. No major display problems for my own uh, s20 but uh seems like this could be a a rare thing but Mm. weird um this video shows that uh it was actually you know producing some sort of green tint Mm -hmm. and um in this particular video he was talking about a lot of flickering yes so just constantly flickering i'm seeing i mean this is such a hard thing to record but i'm seeing it's like this it's like almost, a smoky... Yeah, it looks like weird. ooze almost. It's like some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff happening to the display. Now, the important thing here is, uh, obviously, the, the problem has been discovered on the S20... Actually, that's S20 Ultra, but anyway, mm-hmm. on the S20 model. But Samsung supplies displays to so many manufacturers sure. and across so many models themselves that you, may, maybe, and I'm hoping this is not the case, but maybe this ailment could be reproduced on other models as well even though it looks like at this point the report is mostly coming from S20 users. Yeah, he said that it, it comes on randomly, like his phone works um, with the flickering, and then all of a sudden when he starts charging it, it kind of goes like that Green again. sludge, nobody wants that. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll find out more, and hopefully Samsung will sort it out with those customers that are affected. Mm-hmm. Netflix will reportedly offer video games within the next year. Yeah. We have talked about this topic a handful mm-hmm. of times. Very interesting stuff. How Netflix sees its future and how entertainment in general has now like the comp the com- competition of it, it goes across multiple mediums and into gaming. And it's like, hey, if you're gaming, right, Apple has a gaming product and mm-hmm. You can watch Netflix on your PlayStation and also play games there. And then the great game streaming services that we've talked about and experimented with from Stadia to NVIDIA's thing. It's like, yeah, game streaming. Who should be the dominant force? Hmm. Well, you're already paying for this content subscription with Netflix. What if there was just a games tab over there Mm -hmm. and they could charge couple extra bucks for it and you didn't even have to think about it and they put out a, a controller or allowed you to use a pre-existing controller you have like a an xbox controller or something mm-hmm. get is, some uh, licensing deals and then just have some servers around and you could just stream it build stream games, games around their ip like they could literally develop a game based on like one, trivia or something well, well trivia would be easy but i'm thinking a, a whole legit game based on one of their original oh, series right. mm-hmm. uh, that would take some time but some of their series they've invested in now 
many, many millions of dollars over many, many years. So you could imagine, oh, that's what they're saying in this article. Look at that. Mm -hmm. uh, Stranger Things 3, the game. Look at that. And they could do exclusive versions of that if they wanted to. Or they could have it have these games launch on their service first and then possibly show up on other services later. Mm -hmm. The report notes that Netflix has hired former electronic arts and Oculus veteran Mike Verdu as its vice president of game development. Previously, Verdu worked as Facebook's vice president and was in charge of helping developers bring their games to the Oculus VR platform. So is there a VR component as well? It's quite possible. Mm -hmm. It's a lot going on. And uh, I think it's a, is a really slick move by Netflix to consider this market. It's a big, big, important thing going on there. Elon Musk says Tesla's upgrading the supercharger network to 300 kilowatt faster charging. I actually saw this tweet on Twitter as opposed to reading it on Electrek, which hmm. would normally give you a nice formatted a story around a tweet. But you got the current news, like when it happened. I guess so. I don't know. I think it was... Because even Twitter's algorithmic. If there's a tweet from oh. somebody I follow that is like performing well or a reply, oh, then that's going to be at the top. I don't know who got it first. Maybe you got it first. But I did read it, and it is exciting. This is one of those things that many, many still consider to be a, draw a drawback in the EV space. We had a straight pipes over there. And they're like, but how do you charge it? Where do you charge it? Yeah. What about the network? And Infrastructure. so forth. And uh, it's not just about the network. It's about okay, so we have this availability, but how long am I sitting there? Mm -hmm. So if you upgrade from 250 kilowatt to 300 kilowatt, ain't nobody complaining about that. Mm -hmm. We got the fast charging going on. Let's see what it says. Uh, well, it is true as well that there are faster chargers out there now. Mm -hmm. So the market has become more competitive, applying some pressure to Tesla to upgrade their stuff as well. Although I haven't bumped into any of these 350 kilowatt chargers. So they're few and far between. Anyway, so here's the tweet. Supercharger V3. Now I'm curious. What power out are we talking about? 350? And then Elon says, a mere 350. What are you referring to? A children's toy? What? But but he... Oh, that was in 2016. Yeah. That's an old tweet. A... That's not the one I'm... Yeah, this is the, the one that I read here. Car and driver EV1000 top 10. And this was, I guess, Car and Driver did a list. Got all three, like the top three of are their, Tesla's. Yeah, of their top 10. And then his reply was not bad, although the new Model S has more range and faster charging. I guess he wants the list to reflect the latest models. And it's also where he says the supercharger network is being upgraded. So that will help too, because I guess they took that into consideration when they were analyzing, evaluating the EV options. The supercharger network is a big bonus when you're considering a Tesla so anyway, this is all. This is just great news all around. Assuming that it's something that rolls out relatively soon, mm -hmm. and not in a, not in a decade or something like that. Mm -hmm. Dogecoin creator says crypto is a scam. Yes, J this guy Jackson Palmer has not been happy about most of this recent Doge stuff, and did not appear to be a fan of Elon's interest and involvement. Pretty much from the jump, I remember reading some of his replies. Uh, what does he say? Let's, whoa. So it's a, it's a whole thread. It's not too long. <laughs> Just a couple of uh, tweets. It always amazes but me. But very condensed and It very always amazes me when insightful. you use Twitter this way because I never do. I just can't imagine putting all those letters on Twitter. I would just come here and talk, right? Like I'm so in the 
in the mindset of like this feels so much more efficient if I want to say all that. Sure. But but I, he doesn't have a platform. Nor, well, I, I, obviously, YouTube, yeah, I no, I understand. But when I see all that, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of words for Twitter. But and anyway, he likes to post and ghost, I guess, because he doesn't post a lot. No, at you're, all. you're absolutely right. I think he just wants to get it out there. I'm often often asked if I will return to cryptocurrency or begin regularly sharing my thoughts on the topic again. My answer is a wholehearted no. But to avoid repeating myself, I figure it might be worthwhile briefly explaining why here. After years of studying it, I believe that cryptocurrency is an inherently right-wing, hyper-capitalistic technology built primarily to amplify the wealth of its proponents through a combination of tax avoidance, diminished regulatory oversight, and artificially enforced scarcity. Despite claims of decentralization, the cryptocurrency industry is controlled by a powerful cartel of wealthy figures who, with time, have evolved to incorporate many of the same institutions tied to the existing centralized financial system they supposedly set out to replace. The cryptocurrency industry leverages a network of shady business connections, bought influencers, and pay-for-play media outlets to perpetuate a cult-like get-rich-quick funnel designed to extract new money from the financially desperate and naive. Financial exploitation undoubtedly existed before cryptocurrency but cryptocurrency is almost purpose built to make the funnel of profiteering more efficient for those at the top and less safeguarded for the vulnerable cryptocurrency is like taking the worst parts of today's capitalist system e.g corruption fraud and inequality and using software to technically limit the use of interventions e.g audits regulation taxation which serve as protections or safety nets for the average person lose your savings account password your fault Fall victim to a scam, your fault. Billionaires manipulating markets, they're geniuses. This is the type of dangerous free-for-all capitalism cryptocurrency was unfortunately architected to facilitate since its inception. But these days, even the most modest critique of cryptocurrency will draw smears from the powerful figures in control of the industry and the ire of retail investors who they've sold the false promise of one day being a fellow billionaire. Good faith debate is near impossible. For these reasons, I simply no longer go out of my way to engage in public discussion regarding crypto cryptocurrency it doesn't align with my politics or belief system and i don't have the energy to try and discuss that with those unwilling to engage in a grounded conversation i didn't expect to read all of that i didn't expect so either but i was gonna paraphrase it was but. kind of well written though it I, was I, yeah I, very I, insightful like i didn't feel at any point like i was uh struggling to move through it it was smoothly written yes. and i'm actually glad that i've uh, recorded that for anybody who didn't want to read it themselves. Now mm. you have the statement in its entirety from the creator of Dogecoin. What does this mean? I don't know about his reach. These uh, tweets have around 13,000 retweets, on, at least on the first one, which got the most, 40,000 likes. So, I mean, many people have seen this. Is it enough to push the markets around in any direction? I don't think it's Elon scale. Mm -hmm. But that kind of actually points at the point he's making, which is yes. that uh, those that can have the most significant impact on the movement of crypto are, are the whales, are the ones who already have the most yes. influence. Uh -huh. And the, that is some kind of centralization, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is, I mean, everyone, look he's he's this is a controversial topic obviously N nobody even elon himself i remember doing an interview saying 
kind of warning people against putting their life savings into this thing. Is it fair to do all the meme work and the broadcasting and then also put the disclaimer at the end in as a protection measure for people? Or is it too late, too little, too late? It's tough because everyone wants to be in on the hype. No one wants to be left behind. Mm-hmm. It, once a bunch of pals are sitting around talking crypto and following Elon Musk and all the rest of it. So, yeah, you just hope that the average person doesn't get caught up to the point where they've got a real big risk on their hands. Uh-huh. And I suppose that's kind of what he's referencing here is that, that those types of protections don't really exist. Right. And it's uh, ultimately it's very, it's easy to just say, Hey, you're on your own. And, but that might be an oversimplification of the situation because mm-hmm. otherwise, why would we have certain protections in other places uh, but then there's a part of me, Will, that is like, hey, man, it's always been this way. It's always, there's always a swindle going on. There's always someone winning and someone losing. And then hopefully the loser figures out how to be a winner at some point. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully some, and hopefully people don't lose too hard. Like this, this is a, an acceleration of very familiar. Yeah. A, a very familiar Why, why can't people thing. not be greedy? <laughs> that's the real well thing. even that is difficult because you're inside of a, a a system one of the few structures that has existed that has allowed for people for prosperity at least one of the better ones that humans have ever um, concocted mm-hmm. this idea of being able to uh, I, guess, I suppose have the the freedom to trade your your uh, labor, the freedom to decide which companies you want to support and mm-hmm. things that you want to buy and and so forth. But it's certainly not not perfect. It's not perfect on the fringes, but it's a type of thing where uh, you you put up with it and partake because up until this point at least there's not a ton of evidence that there's some better way to set it up mm-hmm. and so the idea of wanting more or the idea of uh, uh, billionaires becoming bigger billionaires mm-hmm. it's kind of part of the whole thing mm-hmm. it's it's like it's it seems at least it's gone long enough now that it's very difficult to extract those fringe elements and then still and then still protect the identity of the whole thing even if you have the right intentions the best intentions yeah because who finds its way well because but but who's to say right who is the group that gets to say and i know governments exist like there are these conversations do take place but it is you, you you may be getting rid of one group and replacing it with another that, like a power vacuum that may have more capabilities to uh, influence your life than others. Like it's not, there's no perfect mm-hmm. situation is I suppose what I'm trying to say, yeah. but either way, Jackson Palmer is off the cryptocurrency train and uh, he's not too hot on it. And, and it is a significant, it's a significant development because this guy has been involved in the thing. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm sure there's elements of value there for some people in those statements. Yeah. Others will be very angry with those statements. So on a lighter note. Lighter note, Valve has put out a gaming handheld called the Steam Deck. This was actually the main story. This was the main big thing on my Twitter feed today. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people posting about this. Uh, look, it's kind of like a Nintendo Switch, let's be honest, mm-hmm. as far as the appearance is concerned. The difference here is we're seeing two touchpads, one on each side. Obviously, playing Steam games, PC games, you're going to require a little more versatility as far as inputs Mm -hmm. and mapping for your controls. But otherwise, it looks like a pretty typical game controller with a nice big screen in it. It has an AMD APU containing a quad-core Zen 2 CPU with eight threads and eight compute units worth of AMD RDNA 2 graphics. Alongside 16 gigs of LPDDR5 RAM, three different storage tiers from 64 gigs all the way up to 512. And actually, the storage type changes from the base Mm -hmm. model. It goes from eMMC storage all the way up to NVMe SSD storage. That's really important to note. If you want fast storage, you're going to have to pay more. And you're not going to be able to get away with that $399 start price. Although I did really like that $399 start price. Yeah. Very competitive to uh, the Switch. There you go. It's also got high-speed micro SD card storage if you need um, an extra place to store stuff. The Steam Deck has a huge number of control options. Yeah, so obviously there's thumbsticks, there's uh, there's shoulder buttons, there's buttons. I don't even know what to call the buttons on the back of the handle. They're, yeah, with the pinky and the... Uh, they're like scuff buttons, I think. Yeah. That's what they're called on a console controller, typically. Uh, the front of the Steam Deck also has A, B, X, Y buttons, D-pad, and the screen is 7 inches, 1280 by 800. It's a touchscreen and 720p for g- gameplay, so not any type of crazy resolution, but it is only seven inches, so it's not quite the biggest deal. This is a nice diagram showing you everything you're working with there, where the speakers are located, and uh, also a microphone on there, so you can input your voice as well. That's kind of cool. Very, very Switch-like. Obviously, the control units don't come off of it. It's a singular portable unit. And the idea here is that you can take your library of steam games Mm -hmm. right you can take it to the couch yes you can move around you can find a more comfortable position you could go to bed and continue playing your game connect it to a tv or a monitor and uh you can play there as well listen man if my if my twitter feed is any indication of the potential popularity of this device it seems like people want this thing Mm -hmm. and it seems like people were desperate for an alternative to Nintendo's product as far as a portable is concerned. I guess you used to have Sony kicking around with the PS Vita, and I don't know, for whatever reason, they jumped out of that space. People already have comprehensive Steam library, uh, libraries full of games. It makes sense. Kind of cool. Portable gaming is still around. Now, I don't know how much you read about this, but what I'm trying to figure out is are you... Do games are do games get installed locally or can you stream them? That's what I'm trying to figure out as well. Okay, um, it so, does work with remote play. So if you have a PC, it could stream it through Wi-Fi. And um, then you're using the GPU on your PC. Mm-hmm. But presumably, it, with the hardware that I referenced earlier, if you head back to the Verge article, because I'm sure that they're going to state it. 
let's 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 actually go a little bit lower here. Okay, the battery is a forty watt hour battery. You should be able to play games thirty fps, five to six hours. Uh, you can also web browse on there mm-hmm. and stream games. Yeah, for yeah. lighter use cases like game streaming, smaller two D games, or web browsing, then you can get seven to eight hours. So you are going to be able to do your streaming as well on the Steam Deck which is making me continue to think about the stream deck, which is the thing you're tapping away on right uh-huh. now. Yep. Man, this is all... Uh, and what is the threshold for you to do remote play, like streaming from PC to installing a game and playing it there? There's obviously like some sort of graphical performance. Of course. Difference. I Valve guess. will also sell a dock that you can use to prop up the Steam Deck and plug it into external displays like a TV, you won't need a dock to plug it into a TV, though, because uh, it will plug in just via cables directly from the output. If you choose, the dock is just, I guess, there for convenience. It has USB-C that contains HDMI inside of it. There's also Bluetooth audio over there. Wow. All right. That's even more exciting then. If uh, I, I like the versatility of it, mm-hmm. that there's a couple different ways to interface with it. I like that. You can... Uh, you can use the remote play, Val's remote play if you want, but you can also, it seems like you can also play locally on it. It's, a, it's, it's a, running Linux as well. Full, full-fledged computer. Yeah. And it can also do your entertainment. Presumably it has your apps. I mean, if it has a web browser, you can do anything on it. Yeah, there was a cool little demo. I can't find it on the website, but um, you basically tap on the touchpad and you can actually um, aim where you want to aim like just holding it because it has a gyroscope right 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 just to get that precise variety of sensors in there so it's very cool when is the release did they mention that uh oh reservations for all the versions open on friday and it'll be releasing five dollar reservation fee december okay so christmas time united states canada european union and the united kingdom and then everything else comes in 2022. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, IGN got a hands-on? That's one heck of an exclusive. That's cool. So they got to play an early model. Uh, obviously, they got to work on the software event stuff if they're not launching until mm-hmm. December. But this is this gives you a nice little look at how it's going to feel to hold and use. Very it's switchy. a chunky boy. A chunkier switchy. Yeah. Chunkier than the Switch. Cool. They're going to sell a bunch of those. Yeah. The Switch has been popular. This will be popular. That's that's awesome. Although, in the past, they've kind of have had a hit and miss record on the hardware stuff. So With the Valve controller? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I'm yeah. excited. <laughs>